Good morning. We're just going to have a brief message today. But one thing the Lord has put on my heart. We have a big God. We can ask big things of our big God. And we can expect answers that are big answers. I love how Gilbert gave out that hymn today, How Great Thou Art. Oh Lord my God, when I consider how great You are. We cannot believe how great our God is. You know, we live in a world today that sometimes can seem perplexing, overwhelming, difficult, hard. And sometimes we just don't know how we're going to handle things or how something is going to happen. But God is with us. He's been with us in the past. He's with us now in the present. And He'll be with us in the future. We have a big God. And the title of our message today is, There is nothing too hard for the Lord. And it's something that's good for our church as as a body. It's good for us as individuals, fathers, mothers, husbands, wives, children, as we go out into this world today to know that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. I love that. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. But with Him, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, when we, if we're really honest with ourselves, we don't like the word hard, do we? We like things to be easy. We like things to go smoothly. We like everything just to just go with the flow. But in life, life is difficult. Life is hard. There are sometimes situations we don't know how we're going to get through them. But God does. And He is with us. Remember, He took the Israelites 40 years all the way through the wilderness. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. He fed them manna from heaven. He gave them water out of a rock to drink. He gave them quail coming down and filled the camp so they could eat. Every need was met. But like Brother Ron was sharing at the breaking of bread, the people complained. They murmured. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Can He feed us out here? He brought us out of Egypt. Can He take care of us? Yes, He can. And He did. And at the end, the manna ran out the very day they were in the promised land. It stopped that very day. Their shoes, they didn't get a new pair of shoes until they got into the promised land and they picked up their new Air Jordans in the promised land. (laughs) I was watching TV the other day and they had this big line and most of them were young people. And they were in this line overnight waiting to get a pair of Air Jordans. And so many of them said, oh, this is the most exciting day of my life because I've waited all this time to get these Air Jordans and I'm going to be first in line and it's going to be great and all of this kind of thing. Get this, folks. God has something for us in heaven that's better than Air Jordan, better than anything we can see with our eyes here on earth. He has a glory for us because He is a great God. And He has everything under control in our lives. I'd just like to read one verse from the book of Genesis where it says to us about how God spoke to Abraham and to Sarah and how He promised to give them Isaac. Genesis chapter 18 and verse 14. 18 and verse 14. We'll start at verse 13. Imagine the scene. God Himself has come down to visit your house. Abraham and Sarah. God has come over. So they went out and made the best meal for him and prepared everything. 
And God was telling Abraham, you're going to have a son through Sarah. Now, remember, Sarah was 90 years old. Abraham was 100 years old. This, they had been so far beyond the childbearing years. They were way past it. There was no way it was humanly possible. And so, notice what happened in verse 13. And it says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. You know, before we get on Sarah and say, Why did she laugh like this? Didn't she believe in God? I mean, look at what God has told her is going to happen. You're going to get pregnant at 90. You're going to give birth to a baby and He's going to be the child of the promise. She laughed in her heart. God heard it in heaven. You know, it's amazing. Before we get too down on her though, if you look back just a couple of chapters before, in chapter 17, look what it says about Abraham. It says in verse 15, Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. Notice what Abraham did. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah who is 90 years old? Bear a child. So on the one hand, you have Abraham falling down on his face and laughing. You have Sarah laughing in her heart. Sometimes when God says He's going to do something for us, it seems so amazing, so incredible, so impossible that we just have to laugh. How, God, are you going to do this one? How are you going to provide for us this 112000 and this additional money and all this money that we need. How are you going to come through for me, Lord, in my job? How are you going to come through for me in my finances? How are you going to come through for me in this marriage? Whatever it is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is no. But as soon as we get into the trial, and as soon as it becomes like a mountain in front of us, then we start doubting. Then we start worrying. Then we start getting anxious. But if we can keep our focus on Jesus and what He can do for us, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And what a blessing it is. And when you think about that, there's three things simply we should consider. Number one, who God is. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. When you think about who He is. Secondly, what God has already done for us. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. And third, what He has promised to do for us. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Yes, God is an omniscient God. He knows all things. You know, I don't know everything. Sometimes I like to watch TV and when I go over to Idle and Sylvia's house, Shelley has Jeopardy on. How many have watched Jeopardy? The show Jeopardy? Okay. Have you ever felt as inadequate as I have felt? Watching Jeopardy. I mean, you can ask Shelley. I get a few of them, but not very many. And that's a hard show. And then sometimes I like to watch that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> I've come to the conclusion, I am not smarter than a fifth grader. Yeah, I can get more answers on that show than I can on Jeopardy, but, you know, these things. 
Think about this. Our God knows everything about everything that has ever happened, that will ever happen. He knows everything. And He's also the all-powerful God. He's the omnipotent God who can come through for us. Yes, there's nothing too difficult for the Lord. And He's also the omniscient God. He's the omnipresent God and He's the omnipresent God who is always with us wherever we go. You know, I read this very humorous little story about a man who is an English deist. His name was Anthony Collins. And he went out walking in England one day and he met a commoner who was on his way to church. And he asked the commoner, he says, where are you going? He says, to church, sir. What are you going to do there? Worship God, sir. And then he asked him this question. Is your God a great God or a little God? Now, here, here's, the, here's a commoner, right? A common, lowly believer in Jesus Christ. And he's getting into this theological discussion with this man who is so educated that it throws him completely. But notice what he says. He is both, sir. Well, how can he be both? Well, sir, he's so great that the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. And yet he's so little that he can come and live in my heart. What an answer. What an answer. And it says of this man, Anthony Collins, that he said this later on through uh, thinking about it, that he went on his way and declared that that simple answer had done more to convince him than all the volumes he had ever read and all the lectures he had ever heard. Just the simple words. He's so great that the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. And yet he's so little. He can come and live in my heart. Oh, what a blessing to know how great God is. There's nothing too hard, too difficult for the Lord. And then we look at what God has done in the past. Does God have a good track record? Yes. He has 100%. 100%. He has a 100% track record. What God says He does, He fulfills His promises. Sometimes we sing that little song, God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it for me. You know, and so many times we need to just remember that faith is simply believing that we have a great God and that He will come through for us. And I thought of three things in the Old Testament, one of which has already been mentioned today, that really go to show how much God loves His people. When He does miracles for us, He does it for a purpose and for a reason. And one of the things He did in the wilderness was He brought water out of a rock. Now, how many of you have ever seen water come out of a rock? Have you ever been able to bring water out of a rock? No. Sometimes in collections, I ask our customers, well, can you pay this $1,200 bill? Well, no, and you can't get blood out of a stone. They always tell me things like that. Surely. But God can bring water out of a rock. And He did it in the Old Testament. He told Moses, speak to the rock. He told him later, strike the rock. And rivers of water came out and they were able to drink water in the wilderness. Another great miracle that blessed my heart is when God told Joshua to go out and defeat the enemies. And they were fighting all day long and it was getting toward night and the Lord promised that He would be with them. And they gave, He gave them the victory, but the victory wasn't complete. So what God did is a miracle. He stopped the sun in the sky. Now again, it's never happened since and it will never happen again when God stopped 
the sky and made the time stand still so that Israel could defeat her enemies. That was a miracle. He did miracles then and he's doing miracles now and we can praise him for that. Another wonderful thing he did is he dried up the Jordan River and allowed the people to walk on dry ground so that they could walk into the promised land. These are miracles. These are things that God can do. So we ask ourselves, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, there really, there really isn't anything too hard for the Lord. Later on, years later, after this passage in Genesis, the Lord said something very similar to the prophet Jeremiah. He said in Jeremiah 32:27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? He put it very personally. He comes to each one of us this morning. He comes to you in your struggles. He comes to me in my struggles, in our need and things we're going through. He puts His arms around us and He says, Is there anything too hard for me? Can I not do it in your life? Have I not come through for you in the past? Yes. Will I not come through for you in the future? Yes. God loves us and He has the power to help us. How many people have have talked to people and they say, well, I'm so glad that 2009 is over with because it was a bad year. It was a bad, bad year and I hope 2010 or 2010, whatever you want to call it, will be a better year. But you know what? As Christians, every year, every day is a blessing because the Lord is with us. He's given us salvation and eternal life and all these blessings. How can I look at the Lord in the eye and say, Lord, I wish that 2009 never existed. Uh, 2010 should be better. No. We should be thankful for every day because God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has everything under control. Nothing slips by Him. The Lord is so good. So, when we think about it, when you consider it, Number one, consider who God is. And when you think about how great He is, can't He come through in in your situation? Yes, He can. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And then when you consider what God has done, His track record is perfect. That can give us encouragement to go forward and say, Lord, nothing is too difficult for You. And then finally, God has given us His promises for the future. He will fulfill them. I like what A.W. Tozer said. He said, an infinite God can give all of Himself to His children. He does not distribute Himself that each may have a part, but He gives all of Himself as fully as if there were no others. God has given me all of Himself. He's given Mike Souza all of Himself. He's given Shauna all of Himself. He's given Byron all of Himself. How many have ever... uh, Put together a jigsaw puzzle. It takes a lot of patience to do that, doesn't it? You take hundreds, maybe hundreds of pieces of, and you have to put them all together in the right place. But boy, when you get it done, it's one puzzle. But can you imagine if somebody was to give you just one piece of that puzzle and say, well, here's your piece. You're going to have to go and try to find and gather up as many as you can to put it together. No, God gives us all of Himself. He gives us every piece and He puts it together and He gives us all of the blessings. And that's the thing that is so wonderful indeed. One of my favorite promises in the Old Testament is Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. In this verse contain not one, not two, not three, not even four, but five promises in one verse. 
I don't know that there, there's any other verses that have so many glorious promises all in one verse, but Isaiah 41.10 says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now I'm going to show you these five promises. Fear not, for I am with you. I am with you is number one. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. That's promise number two. I am your God. Promise number three. I will strengthen you. Promise number four. I will help you. And promise number five. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isn't that amazing? Five promises that we can have. But you know, to claim God's promises, you have to take them. You have to know them. You have to appropriate them and say, Lord, those are promises for me. Some promises in Scripture are conditional promises. God promises to do this if we do that. Other promises in the Word are unconditional promises where He gives them to us, not based on what we have to do. So to sum up this morning, let's remember this. We have a great God. And there is nothing too hard for Him. And so let's consider this. Who God is. And when we consider who He is, we'll remember this. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. And then when we consider what God has done in the past, both in biblical days and the, the past in our lives, we can say there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And then finally, what God has promised to do to give to us, He will do. And the great promise that we're waiting for right now is the rapture. And it could come at any time. And I hope it comes today because when the Lord comes, He has promised that He will come again and take us to be with Himself. That you can count on. That you can know. So when we go forward into 2010, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in a week from now. We don't know in a month or a year. We can't plan ahead that way like that. But we put our trust in God who is the great God who knows all things, who does all things, and we can rejoice that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Lord, we're just so insignificant. We're so inadequate, Lord. We know so little. We have so little strength. But we thank You that we have a great God. We have a God who loves us. We have a God who cares for us. We have a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And we thank You, Lord, as we come before You this morning that there is nothing too hard for You. There's things that are too hard for us that we can't do. But there's nothing too hard for You. We thank You, Lord, that You are not limited by time or space or, or any gravity or anything like this, Lord. You can do miracles when human... Science says, that can't be done. That isn't possible. And we thank You, Lord, that You have done it for us in the past and You will do it for us in the future. We just praise You and thank You for this Word, Lord, and pray that You'll touch our hearts, convict us, challenge us, and help us to be encouraged for this new year. And we ask Your blessing now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.